Hello and welcome back to Twin Birth Stories. This is a safe space for all twin mums like myself to come on and talk about conception, pregnancy, birth and delivery and life as a twin mum now. If this is something you are interested in, you can head on over to my Instagram page at Twin Birth Stories and contact me there. In this episode, Yvonne introduces her family of five and her speaks about her twin girls and her oldest daughter Grace, who is her singleton. Um, Yvonne compares the twin pregnancy with singleton pregnancy um, and Yvonne also um, speaks about a scare that she experienced during her twin pregnancy with the bleed. Um, Yvonne talks us through her pregnancy and birth and delivery and also the hardship that she went through during her six week stay in NICU. Yvonne was a, is an extremely strong woman and completely told her story in the most beautiful way. So yeah, enjoy Yvonne's story. Hello and welcome back to Twin Birth Stories. I am joined today by Yvonne. So Yvonne, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. If you want to start off the podcast by introducing yourself, please. So I'm um, Yvonne and I'm obviously a twin mammy, but I'm a mammy to three girls. Um, So my twins landed on the 1st of October, which was very unexpected. Um, But I suppose going back to my first pregnancy with my now four-year-old daughter, Grace, um, do I say it's shared a similar path, something similar, all right, but not, I suppose this was the extreme. Um, So... I suppose, first of all, um, I met my husband back in 2014. Uh, he was in living in Dublin, working in Dublin. I was living in Limerick. I had actually just moved from Dublin the year before. So my biggest fear was, oh, God, I'm going to end up back there because he won't get out. He won't be able to get a job down in the country. But thankfully, uh, 2016, Jan- oh, sorry, October 20, yeah, no, October 2016, he got a permanent job. He took a leap of faith. He got a permanent job in Limerick. Um, he was leaving a permanent job in Dublin. Uh, but prior to that, in January 2016, after, let's say, what, about a year and a half, we actually got engaged. Um, so we had decided after a short time before we got engaged, we'd have, I suppose, not a long engagement, but I suppose we weren't going to rush into the marriage. Not that, that sounds awful. We knew we were getting married. And, but we decided we, you know, we had just kind of moved in with each other. We were kind of doing it backwards in a sense. We had got together, got engaged, and then decided we'll live together. Um, so we got married in June of 2018. So it was actually, the day it was, I suppose, for us, even symbolic. I would always believe that things happen for a reason. Um, I've always believed that. Um, even my pregnancies, um, even the stories behind them. Um, so we decided to, I suppose, manipulate faith with the wedding. So my husband's birthday is the 27th of June, mine's the 30th. So we said, you know what, heck it, we'll get married in the middle. We got married the 29th. So, and of course we got married on the hottest day of the year. It was 31 degrees. I didn't even know if I get my wedding dress on me that morning. But anyway, I got there, got to the church, got married and had a fantastic time. And then the joke was, cause like when you get married, it's, oh, when's the baby coming? So we had we had discussed it at length. We both wanted, you know, a family. We I come from a family of five kids. Brendan come from a family of three. So parenting was always part of what we wanted. Um, he had done a lot of traveling. I wasn't 
overly interested. So we kind of said, look, we'll give it a go and we'll see what happens. So uh, I'm going to see. Oh, yeah. So going back, there was a bit of a joke going on between us then. I was going to get to my first wedding anniversary. Not pregnant. <laughs> and <laughs> we booked a holiday for our first wedding anniversary in around the start of June. And I woke up. So I'd been to the doctor the month before to just work out, you know, how long does the contraceptive wear, take to wear off or when do I start panicking or when do I need to look for, you know, bloods or anything. And they was like, look, you're grinding six months. And then if something happens in six months, come back to us and we can discuss it. So I went away in our holidays and I woke up one morning very sick. And I was like, oh, it's uh, Didn't even enter my mind that it was going the way it was going. I thought, oh, God bloody food poisoning or something now and it's going to ruin the whole holiday so I got through the couple of days and I came home and I would be very close to my mum so I went into mum I said mum I'm after being very sick over the holiday and she was like okay and, and part of me kind of thought you know what Yvonne maybe just take a test but I was like yeah this is only a month like I literally had come off the injection a month ago this couldn't have happened so fast wow. uh, so I did and to my surprise straight away pregnant uh, went back to the GP, literally, I'd say a month of the day, walks into the, and she goes, Yvonne, I think I told you come back in six months. I was like, yeah, you told me to come back in six months. If I didn't have anything, I said, I think I'm here to confirm a pregnancy. And I think she nearly died as much as I did. So that was June. And so the dating then was, Grace was to be born on the 27th of February, 2020. So this was June 2019. So um, I decided to go private with the pregnancy just because I pay health insurance and I was kind of one of them people, I'm bloody paying so much money, I'm going to get something out of it. So I said, you know what, we'll go private. And I met a beautiful consultant, Keel Nudden, who I, I hope you don't mind me mentioning names now, but a beautiful consultant in Cork. And I was quite a nervous pregnant woman, first time at it. I don't know, I just, I couldn't let myself settle into the pregnancy and the enjoyment of it and every night before a scan my husband would know oh does the scan tomorrow Yvonne is up to her her, her usual stressing about everything everything's minor and floods of tears but was I just always just worry? sorry was this just worry your pregnancy was it just worry about what could happen or just I don't know it was just worry it was unnecessary completely unnecessary okay. because I had the perfect pregnancy Okay. No, do you know what I mean? I had no gestational diabetes, I had no high blood pressures. I literally had textbook pregnancy. Right. I just had myself wound up. That was what yeah. the problem was. I had myself wound up. The unknown, exactly. And that was what it was. I didn't know what was ahead of us. Okay. Um, so went through the whole thing. Every scan came back perfect. Um came to the the and and uh, the anomaly scan and we had had a conversation the night before do we want to know don't we want to know what the baby is and both was agreed no we'll leave it so got to the scan and everything was looking great the only thing is baby wouldn't turn in a certain way that she needed for the spine so she said look lads you can come back or you can take a walk and Brendan just looked, we'll take a walk because I'm not going through this again. Oh, he knew yeah. what I was like, I'm not going to add another one of these scans. But he, he said, we'll take a walk. I'll walk her all over the hospital in Cork. We have to. And she said, that's fine. Come back in about an hour and hopefully baby will have played ball. So thankfully, yeah, 
baby played ball and of course they turned around and he goes do you want to know the sex and I was I kind of sat there saying nothing and my husband goes yes I need to know I was like oh. I thought we were waiting and he was like oh I'm sorry I just need to know so oh. I from the minute I got pregnant had my heart and soul it was a girl oh wow I you just knew. I knew I knew and when she said it's a girl I was like I told you it was a girl and that yeah I just from the minute I found out I was like I couldn't see myself being a boy mams so I said you know what I think it's going to be a girl so fast forward got to Christmas really enjoyed Christmas and I finished up work on the 23rd of January I will never forget it I walked out of work on the Thursday afternoon thinking this is great now I have a little over a month now to enjoy myself and get myself ready and the whole lot had the bag packed a little bit you know just just to settle in this is first time ma'am and getting used to everything and uh, that was fine thursday came and went friday was came and went saturday came and went saturday night i had the best sleep that i ever had in the pregnancy woke up fresh as a daisy thinking jesus this is great because by about 27 26 27 weeks my morning sickness had completely gone so i didn't just suffer from morning sickness i had hyperemesis that's what i had i ended up on the carbon medication just to give my body a break from getting sick this is is by singleton yeah so look i was delighted that you know things were going great and she was always gaining weight even though i couldn't hardly but anyway she was as one doctor said this baby will take what it needs and leave you with the rest and it won't be too much so got to the Sunday morning my husband went off playing a soccer match and I went into my mother about 10 o'clock and I was like ma'am um what do labor pains feel like and she was like Yvonne it's been 25 years since I had a child and I really don't know but what baby just time you what you have and I remember the midwife who did the antenatal class with us kept on saying time what you have time what you have and when you get to was it three minutes then seven minutes apart lasting three minutes you need to get yourself to the hospital so I kind of sat there and thinking okay this is fine and then next kind of got to five minutes three minutes I was like okay so I actually get my brother to fly up to the local pitch get my husband I think your wife is in labor straight down I was there waiting at the door I think we go to the hospital Brendan and walked out the door and said to my dad on the way out keep the dinner for me I'll be back later on <laughs> yeah very naive <laughs> so I got to the hospital got there at two o'clock fast forward uh six o'clock was told if you want an epidural take it now and he the consultant my own consultant was going to make it in but I had another consultant there John Higgins and he said to me I'll be back there at 10 past eight I'm just going to do a section I said great out love had the epidural had kicked in at this stage I said I should have taken this hours ago and at 10 past eight he walked in the door looked at me look obviously did an internal and he goes can you feel anything I said not at all this is great right we're going to have to tell everyone to push so I went from two o'clock being two centimeters dilated to delivering Grace at 8.33. Wow. Very fast. Very fast, he said, for a first pregnancy that oh, only got yeah. an epidural at six o'clock. Because traditionally that usually slows things down, seemed to speed it up for me. Wow. So I suppose this leads really on to the twins. Um, it was a very fast delivery. I lost an awful lot of blood and it turned out that my... Um, my um well what's the word i'm looking for the sack basically was expiring 
So it was basically dying. It got to 36 weeks and it was basically dying off. So this was my body's way of saying, right, this is not going to last you and you need to get this baby out. Okay. And thankfully, Grace was delivered. Fine, healthy baby. They brought the NICU doctor down just in case she needed to go up. And she screamed in his face and he said, no, she's going nowhere. Stay with me. Her lungs are good, yeah. Yeah, her lungs are good. She's staying. She's yeah. staying. Poach. Colour's good. No lot. So in the heel of the hunt then they asked are you going to breast the bottle and i kind of had in my head maybe on my bottle or maybe on my breastfeed and i kind of just blurted out i'll breast and then i took off in the breastfeeding story that you know in hindsight i really didn't think about and i put myself under a lot of pressure this is why i suppose this time around it was all bottle from the minute i found out it was pregnant be it one or three or five it was going to come out of me i was going bottle feeding this wasn't going down the breastfeeding route again not not because I went against breastfeeding. It was just, it was a very lonely um, journey because we had grace six weeks before the first lockdown in COVID. So I suppose all the services and the sports that I probably would have had outside of COVID weren't available to me. So I was kind of guessing everything. Oh my God, is she getting enough? And she's, so I just put, again, same as the pregnancy, put myself under severe pressure for no apparent reason because the child was fine. Uh, so, as I said, this kind of leads on into the twins. Um, so tell me how Yvonne and you found out, what was your reaction then when you found out? So were you, what, did you plan to have another child? Um, tell me what was it like when you found out the new twins? Yeah, so uh, I kind of put off having a child. I think I was very um, emotionally scared from Grace's delivery oh. and the whole experience. So I kind of had, you know, okay. oh no, no, it's grand. Grace is four now and like that when Grace came along and she got to got to two. Oh, are you going to go again? And I'm like, ah, no, no, we're doing up the house now. It was always an excuse. Okay. And then we had decided, we said, look, we've run out of excuses now. The house is done. We've loads of space. Let's get on with it. And we tried. And I suppose naively, I thought this was going to happen as quick. And yeah. we got to six months and there was nothing happening and it was month after month and it was tears after tears every month the period would turn up and i just end up crying for two weeks again saying have i put this off and lost my chance okay because i just couldn't get my head around you know that i really my heart wanted another child okay and we had even talked about look if this doesn't gonna you know if this is not gonna work out where do we go and we had we had come to terms when we may be parents to a single child and she's happy and she's healthy and we were going to be happy with that but i think at heart and soul i really really wanted a second so we actually decided to go to waterstone and get the fertility tests done it was actually my husband mentioned said it to me christmas um christmas day nights just turned around and goes what would you think about getting tested and i said whoa i don't know was i was shocked that he was saying it or the shock that he was the one saying it and I was willing to get himself tested because it wasn't going to be all me and it wasn't, you know, he was going to have to. And he said, look, it could be something simple. Maybe we're not meant to have a child. So let's let's explore, explore it anyway. So I took off to Waterstone in January and thankfully all the tests came back. All my levels were perfect. All my bloods were perfect. Plenty of eggs in the ovaries. Ovaries were healthy. Nothing there to stop it. But they just mentioned that, and obviously Brendan came back perfect. His levels were quite high and they just came back and said, we could do a procedure on you, Yvonne. And basically what it would do was wash out my system. So I said, look, maybe it's worth it. Maybe we'll give this a go. So I went in in March 
5th of March to get that done. And whilst they were in there, actually took um, assist, a benign assist, but they took assist. Um, and they actually came back and said that was maybe the reason why the eggs weren't, you know, I suppose it wasn't working, it wasn't connecting to the walls, it was being blocked by this. So I kind of made a joke, I said, so where to go from now? And he was, and John Morstone just said, and he goes, make an appointment for September, but I really don't think you're going to need it. So I said, right, so you give me the go ahead. He said, look, just let yourself heal, but you know yourself. Yeah. And mentally now, did you feel getting that some sort of results nearly to say yeah. it's not you? But yeah. the way it was like, wow, I'm actually oh, able, oh, and, you know. Oh, absolutely. Because okay. I suppose all the worries came through. What if, yeah. what if we, you know, something wrong with me now? I had also um, had let's treatment as well during that, I suppose, four year. Um, I went for an ordinary smear and again, I'm very much get your smears done because I had less treatment. My my mom had actually gone through breast cancer at the same time and I had been diagnosed with um, HPV. So okay. they they cleared that and they basically said yeah. your body has to be the healthy body. So I knew my body was healthy. It had one, okay. done one large job for me. And then obviously these all came back clear. So I was like, right, okay, this now is very much go back. If it's for us now, it will happen. And okay. in April, actually i can remember the time the date and oh. I'm, uh we were moving back into our house we'd done a big renovation job in our house and put a big extension on because this was our big thing we only had a two up two down and i wasn't bringing another child into that small house so we put on this big extension beautiful modern and we were moving back in and i turned around to brenda and i said my period's kind of late but i'm pretty sure it's just the stress of moving he's like well okay and then he went away moving boxes and I was here at Grace and I think, do you know what, just take one. So I took wow. a pregnancy yeah. test. My little one was downstairs watching Bob Patrol and I just came down and I was like, not not think, kind of thinking that you really shouldn't probably do it in front of your three and a half year old. I was like, mommy's going to have a baby. <laughs> and oh. she was like, mommy. And then Brendan just walked in and goes, um, sorry, did I hear something? I was like, yeah, I'm oh, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, come on, let's move home quick. <laughs> So oh. that was grand. So yeah, so I took a pregnancy test, came back positive. Again, went to the doctor and got it confirmed. And again, got myself in with a consultant because I suppose with, with Grace's pregnancy, I had decided, you know what, I'm going to go private again this time, just okay. to be monitored. And then, God, go back then. Mm, that was April, May. I was about six weeks pregnant. I was in work one day. Now, as I said, the first six weeks, perfect. I didn't feel any bit sick. I was like, oh my God, this sickness is going to hit me twice as hard now. I've had it with one. I'm going to have it with these two. I was feeling fantastic. So when you right now, it was twins. Or did you know at this point at six weeks? No, this this is when I found okay. out. So I ended up bleeding. I was getting ready to come home from leave work, took off my uniform, was just sitting there waiting for the, the shift to change. And I could feel this heat and i just went to the toilet and the amount of blood that was coming i just my heart sank uh i was in work i work with all males none of them knew i was pregnant but i didn't care i needed to get myself to a hospital and i just went out and i said lad someone needs to bring me to the hospital i suppose where this is kind of i look back on it as a funny story now at the time it was not i'm a guard so I was put into a patrol car and blue lights and sirens were put on and I was landed inside in the hospital by one of my colleagues and he 
actually trained me with be one of my very good friends. He trained me in Templemore and he drove me in that day holding my hand saying everything was going to be okay. And at the time then my husband's parents were down below with him in, in our home place. Um, and I had to ring him to say, I need you to come. So we're living in Cork. I'm working in Limerick. I need you to come to the Limerick maternity because I'm going in, I'm bleeding mad. So he had to obviously say, Dad, ma'am, Yvonne's going to the hospital and I need to go. All right, is everything all right? Yeah, she's going to the maternity. Okay, so this is where they find out that I'm pregnant, but something is wrong. So big panic stations because only at, at this point, my mom was the only one that knew. So I got there and I had to tell my, I just, uh, my colleague, I said, let's just go because he had had his own, they had had their own experiences with child loss and I just didn't want him to be in this place if this was what I was going through. I just didn't want to be triggering anything for him. I, again, it was like, think of it, of it all, bar what actually, I suppose my, I didn't want my mind to concentrate on what I thought was gonna be the, the outcome. So went in, beautiful midwives turned around and I said, look, I'm six weeks pregnant and I'm bleeding. I think it's all over. And she said, look, we're going to do a few checks. We're going to see what's happening. And at this point in a supposed to 20 minute journey, the bleeding had stopped. So I just explained to him, I'm not under your care. I'm under cork. You know, is there any way I could get maybe a scan? And she said, look, because you're not going to be here Monday morning, I'll get a senior cons or a doctor to come down to you now. So a beautiful doctor came down and she just said, um, we're going to bring you in to scan you. But she said, it'll have to be internal because obviously in six weeks, you won't see anything. So I said, Grant, do you want to wait for your partner? I said, no, I need to know now. So I went into the scan and she did the internal and she said, look, I hope this, you know, spoke me through it. Have you had an internal before? I said, no, not with the pregnancy. Um, and then she just explained everything. So next thing, the atmosphere changed completely changed in the room. It went from panicking to she pulling back this big curtain and this big screen in front of me. And then she was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. And I was there, I didn't know what was going on. And she said, so Yvonne, can you see what I can see? Now I wear glasses for screen work. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And she goes, okay, right, okay. Well, I'll explain to you what I'm seeing. So so she went away and she moved over the Doppler. And yeah, that there's one lovely sack there now and a very strong heartbeat and she moved it over again. And she was like, and there's a second one. I was like, what? She goes, yeah, two, two babies, two sacks, two heartbeats. And I actually don't know. I remember saying to her, I don't know where to get sick, cry or laugh here because I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> So I went into panic stations then because my husband's on the way down thinking, you know, we've probably we've lost a pregnancy to now having to tell him, OK, there's not one, but there's two going to be coming. <laughs> so I went out and the midwives were just standing there and I was like, there's two. And they just burst out laughing. They're like, I cannot believe it. From like half an hour ago when we thought and they said we thought this pregnancy was over as much as you did. And now you're telling us there's two. So one of the midwives went out and looked because um, obviously my phone had rang whilst I was in there. It was, it was my husband waiting outside. And I said, can you just bring him in here? Because I can't tell him outside in reception because I didn't know how he'd react. I'm, I'm, I knew it was, you know, he wasn't going to be upset like, but I didn't know how he'd react. So she goes, oh, yeah, grand. So she brought him in and 
I just told the Brendan this too, and he's like, "Oh, sure, that's grand." And how are you? Oh, I said, no, oh, did you do not hear me? I said, there's two babies. And it's like, that's fine. I was like, how do we manage this? He said, oh, we'll just have to now, Yvonne, won't we? And that was it. Wow. Oh, yeah. my God. That is crazy. So I went from literally five o'clock that evening thinking this was all over to six o'clock, getting into my own car and him getting to his car and thinking I have to drive home and then the mind starts racing and how am I going to financially afford this? The car won't fit all three car seats. You know, what do I do? And got home and then I, I just rang him on the way home. I said, you better go in and get my parents. So we live next door to my parents because I said, we're going to have to tell your parents now the outcome. We can't just go back in and gloss over it and say, oh yeah, everything's fine. So at six weeks, I announced to two sets of grandparents that there's twins on the way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yvonne, yeah. that's insane. So you went in so upset, feeling so as though you're going to breathe. And then yeah. to come out with double the great Double news. the trouble, yeah. 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 Wow, and yeah. strong heart beating all was good then. Was like was the bleeding anything major then or was it just um no, they they didn't really know. Um it was mentioned that there could have been a third, um, and that, that it just didn't survive. But look, I'm I've never dwelled on it and I'm not going to because it's the unknown and I have two beautiful children. So if that, and as I said, I am very much a believer of what, what is meant to be is, yeah. will be for me. Like, um, so yeah, so as I said, yeah, we went from thinking it was all over to two of them. And I don't think I slept in for weeks, <laughs> yeah. panicking, sweating. And then of course I had to go back into work. Uh, is everything all right? I said, yeah, yeah, it's grand, yeah, there's only two on the way, lads. They're like, oh, oh you're so... my God. Yeah, yeah. So, so your pregnancy then, Yvonne, when you, you obviously found out you two now, how did your pregnancy mm. compare to your single to then being pregnant with twins? Well, I didn't have the sickness, and I was always waiting for this sickness to, to land, and I was convinced it was going to come, but I never got it. And well, I think what I, always says, you're double as sick with twins, yeah because the TV is so high so you weren't sick at all yeah no problem yeah and then I thought maybe it was I suppose I I suppose to to leave it out there I I had two girls twin girls so I would have convinced myself then maybe it's two boys because they're not they're not girls so maybe they're not taking everything from me um so um and then obviously because they're all identical they two sacks they could have been a mixture of everything like they could have been a boy a girl girls and girls you know I had a possibility of anything basically yeah. coming um and actually when i went back to the gp just to get bloods done um when i told her there was twins um her words to me were how are you calmer with two of them inside you than you are with one i was like i don't know i have to be i i enjoyed their pregnancy more because okay. i think i had gone through it and i knew i could i could see my daughter she was healthy she was happy she had come early you know she was here she was fine so I think I let myself enjoy it. I had done it before. So even though it was going to be very unknown as well, like there's, there's no comparison between one and two, like, um, so yeah, I got, got through the whole lot, worked, like worked all the hours normal, right up wow. until the, so they were due on the 9th of December. So we had decided, I had decided quite early on that I was going to have a section because as much as I'd love to go naturally, I my fear was I go naturally and then I'd end up delivering one bisection anyway, and then I'd have 
twice as much recovery. So I said, look, we also had decided this was this was it. This was our family. It was it was going to be three and that was it. So I kind of said, look, at this stage, I don't really mind how they come once they just come healthy. Um, so when we were speaking to the consultant, we actually came. He said he was going to get to me to 37 weeks. And I was like, God, if you can get me to 37 weeks and I got to 36 and one, I said, fair play to you. And we picked a date and the date was the 20th of November. And I walked away home and I thought nothing of it. And then I said, we're we're going to have the girls on the 20th of November. And he was like, oh, that's funny. And I was like, what's funny about that? He says, your mother's birthday, man. I was like, all right. So obviously <laughs> I'm very close to my mom. So I was like, this is great. They'll be born now the same day as my mother. So that was my gear. That was where I was aiming towards 20, 37 weeks. It was 37 and two, I think, or 37 and three. And the 20th of November was my date. That was all I had to get to. So I forgot about the 9th of November or 9th of December then meant nothing more to me. That was that was out of the picture. That was the date that they were supposed to and they weren't going to be coming that date. So I worked up until the 28th of August and like that again thought, you know, this is great. Now I have two and a bit months to just settle into it. Um, and September was fine. Um, and then the 1st of October landed. Uh, the day before, actually, we went to the cinema. We brought my daughter to the cinema for the first time. And as I said, I kind of always believe that things happen for a reason. And, you know, your subconscious, um, I suppose, leads you in a way that you need to be led. And I was panicking that day about a Halloween costume. She had started to play school and I was making sure that this Halloween costume was going to be got because I was due these babies and I wouldn't have had time. I might myself convinced I wouldn't have time to be running around for this now later on. So we got the Halloween costume that day, went home, perfect, grand, no bother, had a great night's sleep that night. And so I was 10, I was 30, that Saturday I was 30 weeks exactly. And woke up the following day, perfect, went for a coffee with the girl or with my family and came home, had a lovely dinner, sat on the couch and my husband said he'd bring Grace to the playground. And they came back in about four o'clock. And I just got up off the couch and felt this all merciful pressure as if someone had literally was sitting on my stomach. Out of nowhere. And I just said, out of nowhere, literally got up and bang, felt this pressure. Um, so I decided maybe I'll just go to the toilet. Maybe it's just a bit of movement that they need to kind of shift themselves around again. They had been breached. So they were breached head up, feet down for, for, for the latter part of my pregnancy. and. I suppose this is where it really kicked off. I got no relief from the going to the bathroom and I came out and I do think I knew subconsciously something was happening, but didn't suppose want to believe it. 30 weeks, 30 weeks in one day is not enough. And I just said to my husband, I said, I think you need to go. I think we need to go to the hospital. And he said, OK, what do you want me to do? And I said, get my bag and get someone to mind Grace. So my mum came in and took Grace and I was standing at the end of the island and all I remember is crying. I said, this is too early. No matter what way we think of this, I cannot have these girls now. This is way too early. 30 weeks is not is not enough. And she just said, look, Yvonne, you've been here before. To not not to that extreme, but you can do it. And I said, no, I can't. I just remember that my, my parting words, I can't do this. And why I think I thought something was actually happening subconsciously was because when we got to the car, I sent him back down to get the hospital books 
I said, I'm going to need them hospital books with the with all my details and the pregnancy details and so forth. So said nothing in the 40 minute drive up, just was timing whatever I was feeling and got to the hospital lower. And I remember on the Wednesday, I had been in the Wednesday pre previous with my consultant and he was off the following week. So he said, I'll see you in two weeks time, Yvonne. But if anything happens, just get yourself to the hospital. He said, I prefer two false alarms and one panic. And he said, make sure when you get in there, you say, the babies are breached, they're twins, and they need to be delivered by section. They are the three bullet points I need you to tell the hospital. So fair play to my husband. He walked into the door and he says, there's twins, they're breached, they have to be sectioned. And she's Yvonne. <laughs> he just needed to get it out. I think he just needed to have that information and anything after that was fine. So they brought me straight into A&E and they, they, they just did the blood pressure checks and then they got a doctor down from upstairs and she just said can I do an internal I said yeah no problem and she just looked at the senior midwife and she said um I think you need to book an operation room and I just looked I said no 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 this can't be happening is there anything you can give me to slow this down this has to stop and she said no she said you're one centimeter gone and we need to get ahead of you so my husband was brought back in then and he said, look, we're, we're going down to theatre. And I suppose, you know, they try, you know, it was enough, probably me panicking. So they kind of just kept on saying to me, it's fine. It's friend. We, we know we've done this before. And I'm not saying they haven't, but I suppose they were really trying to emphasize to him, just don't panic. Because I just remember looking at everyone thinking someone has to be able to stop this, you know give me something, anything at all. I was just going to delay this for a couple of weeks. If I got to, I think I even said to him, just give me two or three weeks. That's all I need. I just need short time. And they said, no, we need to get, we need to get you down now. So they started with the steroid injections and the, they give you a liquor for your stomach. Um, and basically everything that needed to be done was done within a half an hour. So I got there at five o'clock and by half five, I was sitting in the, in the, in the operation theater or waiting for my section and the anesthetist came in and he just asked me he goes i have three questions to ask you on i said fine friend um have you had is this your first pregnancy i said no have you had an epidural or a spinal tap before i said i have an epidural did it take first time yeah we're fine so he said and they bit me over the bed and the cushion and i never forget i had a midwife in front of me by the name of roshi and i will never forget her and she just promised me that whatever was going to happen that you met my, my babies because i just i couldn't believe that i got this far and i just i really didn't i had wanted them so bad i wasn't willing to lose them now um and that's what she promised me she goes whatever happens i will save them we will make sure they're fine and we will make sure you're okay to be with them because i had had the conversation with my husband you know, it was something that was mentioned, you know, twins are high risk and so forth. And I was supposed to, I didn't have, you know, the best delivery the first time and Grace had come slightly early. And, you know, we had to, I, I just felt we needed the conversation. So I remember saying to him, Brendan, whatever happens, you save your children and, you know, I'll be fine. Um, so I, I just remember just begging Roisin, just mind my babies. And what was very overwhelming, I don't know if you've had a section or some of your listeners may have had a section, but it's the amount of people in the room. Yeah. There was 13 yeah. people inside in that room. There was a NICU doctor 
for each of the girls. There was three NICU midwives for each of the girls. There was my midwife, there was an anaesthetist, there was someone else taking blood pressures. And then <laughs> this man walks in because my own consultant again couldn't deliver my babies. So I've, I've never had my own consultant deliver my children. But this man walks in and um, he, Brendan was brought in and he just said, my name's John, pleased to meet you. And Brendan just turned around and goes, laughed and he goes, again. And he said, why have we been here before? And he said, yeah, of a Sunday evening, he said, on the 26th of January when you delivered our daughter. And he was like, well, and I just knew I've said I've said it so many times from the minute I saw his face, I knew we'd be okay because he had done this. Yeah, I was safe. I was whatever was going to happen was going to happen in safe hands. So I think that's what eased me that minute. I just felt I was secure. Um, Because he turned around, he joked. I was and I'm very I'm, I'm so I'm I'm such a believer and more so since I since I had that experience because he turned around and he made a joke and he said look lads we've we've a choice to make here he said either I stop doing on calls on Sunday you stop having children and we both myself and Brendan laughed and goes well we're stopping having children so you can do as many on calls as you want and he just said to me look do we know what we're having and I said yeah two girls he said perfect and we're 30 weeks in one day he said and then one day is a lot he said and 30 weeks is a lot as well and he said, look, you're young, fit and healthy, and we'll get you through this. And I'm going to talk you through the entire thing. So he spoke me through my whole section. I'm going to do the first incision and then I'm going to go down. And then he got to the sacs and he goes two very healthy looking sacs here. Very clear, he said, and I can see little little people inside them. And I was like, oh my God, I, I'd actually have loved to got out and looked. <laughs> had kind of an out of body experience. I was nearly telling Brendan, stand up there and have a look and see what this is like. So at 17 minutes past six, twin one was born. Tiny, tiny, tiny creator. Uh, she was my smallest of my two. She was two and a half pounds. Um, but this, I'll never forget, this head of black hair, just this head of hair was scary. And they, they lifted her up over the curtain. And I think I was so doped up. I actually don't even really recall what she facially looked like I just remember seeing this really tiny body with this head of black hair and then they took her off and then he turned around and goes have we a name for twin one and I just blurted out so we had Ava and Quiva were our two names picked but we hadn't decided who was going to be who and I just was that's Quiva and Brenda was like okay that's Quiva <laughs> and then at 19 minutes past six two minutes later Ava was born and she was slightly bigger three pounds but she was as bald as a badger god bless her she had a scrap of hair in her head and i was like they're very different very different um but i knew they were okay as much as they were early and they were small i knew by the reaction of the teams that they were okay because they didn't whisk them off straight away they took them out together i was probably certainly starting my um stitch up i suppose by the time they turned around, they said, Yvonne, look to the left. We're just going to take the girls off and daddy will call you in a half an hour when they've settled in. I suppose knowing at 30 weeks, I knew where they were going and it wasn't going to be with me. Um, and I knew they were going straight down to NICU, how long they were going to be there for. It was anyone's guess. It basically was up to them, how strong they were and what they needed. So Brenton, I obviously was put back into recovery and brought up to the ward. Um, 
and I suppose this is the part I found really hard. Um, and I would say to anyone that has or will go through this experience is to talk to someone. Um, either talk to your partner or a friend or a family relative or, or a stranger. It doesn't really make any odds, but you do need to process what, what NICU has, um, what NICU experience gives you, or I suppose you're still a mother, even though your babies aren't in the cots beside you. You'll always be a mother. But um, I was brought back up into a room with a new mother, with their baby. And then I was approached by the staff, will you express milk? Because obviously, you know, breast is best for small babies. And I was like, look, I can do no more from. So yes, I'll 100%, I'll express what I can. And you're trying to express for babies that aren't there. And you, you know, you know yourself if you... And my husband had pressed the buzzer and I was like, I can't do this. I can't go in. I think it was out of sure pure fear about what I was going to see because part of me thought, you know, he came back and he said, oh, they're in incubators and they've got their little nappies on them and they've got this tube and that tube, but they're fine, Yvonne, they're fine. And I was like, I don't think you're telling me the truth. I think I'm going to go in here now and it's going to be completely different and all you're trying to do is protect me when I need the honest. So he said, if you don't go in now, he said, you'll regret it. I was like, just bring me back to the room. And he said, I can't and I'm not. He refused point blank, basically, to bring me back. He said, you're going to go in. Um, so I went in and it's just big, this vast big room and there's incubators everywhere and there's beeps and beeps and there's other parents holding babies that are tiny and they were all wired up and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. And then he just wheeled me in front of these two incubators and I just, I cried. And he said, you all right? And I said, I love him so much. It was just that instant I needed to see him. And the nurse came over and she goes, God, you're after delivering two very healthy babies. I said, really? And he goes, she goes, I'm going to be honest with you, Yvonne. She said, we are only going to hold on to these two babies for, for two reasons only, for time and for fattening. I was like, all right. He said, they're not medically needing anything. They're, they're on a bit of oxygen just to give them a chance. They don't need anything else. We're going to monitor them. We're going to see how they get on. But from what we can see right now, they're not needing a whole lot. So I suppose I didn't anticipate to be able to touch him straight away and she just said have you washed your hands and I said yeah I have my hands washed and she goes right we'll open the incubators and put your hands in and meet your daughters so I put my hand down. I was like I was shaking I was like I can't touch them they're tiny I'll, I'll I don't know I you know my heat my hand will burn them they, you know they're they're tiny their their skin's not ready and she said just put your hands in them and the minute I put my hand on Quiva she kind of just curled herself up a bit more and you say see she knows she's met her mammy. Oh, Yvonne, that's so lovely to hear. And so lovely because I can actually imagine you going down and putting your hand through the incubator. Um, that reassurance must have been so lovely when she curled up. Um, that kind of feeling of love but that she knew you were there. So, yeah, I can totally visualise that. Um, how did you find the juggle um, with your six weeks they say NICU with being a mom to your daughter who's at home? Um, yeah, I just can't imagine how tough that must be when you're trying to be two or three places at once. Um, yeah, how did you juggle all that? Uh, it was six beautiful weeks where it sounds like where other daughter was minded, was being cared for. So we didn't have to worry about her. You know, she was having her life, the, the best life she could live, like about her grandparents all the time, probably 
sweets galore. I never even asked television galore. She, she was, she, you know, she wasn't bothered by it in that sense of the word. Now she understood, like she understood that the babies had come out of mammy's tummy, but they weren't home yet. And um, two beautiful experiences actually. And I didn't know what the first one was. Um, they had said to my husband, so Monday to Friday, myself and Brendan used to go together. And then Saturday and Sunday, we'd split it. Um, so I would do Saturday and he would do Sunday and vice versa the following week, just because we wanted to give a day to, to Grace as well on our own. And then one Friday afternoon, obviously he had been up and they had discussed some, one of the midwives turned around and goes, you've got a, a, another girl, daughter at home. And she said, oh yeah, yeah. And he, she just turned and she goes, would you ever have Grace with you if you're dropping Yvonne in? And he goes, oh yeah, well all the time. Yeah, she'd be in the back of the car. And he, she just turned and she goes, well, obviously she can't come into the neonatal, but he said, so where we were was beside the windows of the hospital. So the outside. Um, and she just said, how about we bring Grace to the window and bring her little sisters up to the window so she can see who they are. And he said, oh, that would be great. But she said, don't say anything to Yvonne because I don't want her to, to know and it's not happening and then she'll be crushed. So he said, oh, yeah, no problem at all. I'll say nothing. So they dropped me off and he went and stupidly went off in with my bag. And I actually, funny enough, I had this one bag. It's amazing how triggers. I had this one bag that I carried my entire life with for the six weeks. It was the milk and the snacks. And the. so I actually ended up, with, sorry, to revert back. Um, my own recovery was shocking. It was horrible. I ended up with this, um, an infection in my section, but because I was running and racing so much, I didn't actually realize it until the GP looked at me and she said, Yvonne, you're, you've got an infection. Have, have you not realized? And I said, not try. I haven't got time to be thinking of all this. My baby's above a NICU, like that's where my mind is. So I was on a course of antibiotics. So I, everything was in this black bag. And when I came home, I just said to Brendan, get rid of the bag. I need to get rid of this bag. I need to put this bag away now and, and never see it again if it never comes out better still so i just couldn't um and the same with white baby girls um because the girls when they got into clothes all they could fit into was the tiny baby clothes and all i could get was white ones and i was like oh they're draining these poor like the color is horrible and and i was in next a couple of weeks ago and the lady goes i was getting ready for something and i said oh i'd like matching she goes white baby girls are lovely. I was like, do not come near me, white baby girls, because I never want to see one of them again. I, I despise white baby girls. But this particular day, so I went in with my bag and I got myself ready and went in and they were like, oh, who do you want to take out? And I said, can I take both of them? Because I was starting to get braver as well. So I was I was actually taking both of them out and holding both of them on me. And they were like, oh, that's, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Well, just one little job to do now first before. And I was like, oh, yeah, grand, because they'd have these doctor's rounds in the morning. I thought maybe they had to do something with the girls. And they were like, so you hold this baby, which was Avis, or which was Quiva, sorry. So Quiva came off everything at, at 11 days old, all oxygen, everything. My small little two and a half pounder decided I'm taking on this world. I don't need any of this. Um, Ava did as well, but had to go back on it just for a little bit, just to give her body a little chance. But so I was like, grand, yes, yeah, royal hold Quiva there, no bother. Next thing she started wrapping Ava and then she took her off the oxygen. I was like, um, what are we doing here? This baby is supposed to be on this whole oxygen. She goes, I have a little surprise for you. And I was like, all right. She goes, come up here to the window. And next thing I see Grace. So Grace and Brendan were outside the window oh. looking in and she goes, have you got your phone with you? And I said, I do, yeah. And I thought, I didn't know what she wanted. She goes, ring the ring Brendan's phone. 
because they were very good. They always got to know the family's names. So they knew she was Grace and they knew my husband was Brendan and they knew she was nearly four. You know, they had everything. And so I rang and he said, uh, are you happy? And I said, when was this organized? And she was last night before I left. We just couldn't tell you in case something would go wrong. And she, Grace just goes, a day of my babies, Mammy. I said, dear, your babies, Grace. She was like, are they strong enough yet to come home? I was like, no, not yet. All right, so night, night, babies, and happy out with herself. She was delighted in and went home talking for a week in time place called How She Met Her Little Twins. So just as Yvonne was finishing this part of the story, Yvonne's laptop actually broke down. <laughs> so we had a bit of a whale of a time getting this podcast together. My speaker was not playing ball and then Yvonne's laptop decided to shut down halfway through. So as she was just finishing off her story, um, Yvonne has given me the permission to continue the end of her story um, just with the bits of advice that she would give to parents, pregnant moms um, at the minute. So I asked Yvonne, what would your advice be to pregnant twin moms listening or pregnant people listening? And her advice would be to enjoy it. Yvonne felt as though she allowed herself to enjoy her twin pregnancy more than her singleton pregnancy um, and felt she bonded um, extremely well with her twins while they were in the womb. Um, Yvonne says her advice is that it's just a fabulous experience um, to see them grow up to watch her daughter Grace become an older sister um, and to enjoy and embrace motherhood. Um, Yvonne encourages mums to enjoy the small things and the little moments because they absolutely fly by. Um, And Yvonne says she would definitely encourage any parent who has been through the NICU, the tough NICU journey, to talk to anyone if it's a professional, a friend or a partner. Um, that it's extremely important to talk to someone. Um, I asked Yvonne what was the three words to best describe twin mom life and she said it was it's mayhem. She said it's extremely busy and Yvonne said it's twice as much love and her heart is twice as full. So it was such a pleasure chatting to Yvonne um, I'm so sorry that she could, did not get to finish the end of her episode but Yvonne was an absolute pleasure to talk to and she was so extremely real and raw while um, sharing her story. So thanks again, Yvonne.